Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Friday, April 24th, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 153. We'll just be reading the first paragraph that begins with, It May Seem Incredible. Today's readers are Teresa A. for the Steps, Tenzin P. for the Traditions, and the readers of the text and the backup will be Judy K., Susan H., and Katie G. Jason K. will be our newcomer greeter, and the host for the second hour is going to be Lisa H. The uh, share IDs for yesterday, Thursday, April 23rd, the 7 a.m. meeting was 14,494. That's 14494. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 14,495. 14495. The preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I am now going to ask Teresa A. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, everyone. Teresa A. Recovered in Maryland. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory 
and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa A. And Tenzin P. is going to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, Tenzin P. checking in from New York City. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed and safe day, and I pass. Thank you, Tenzin P. Same to you. And now, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature you are dis- we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, and I'll be timing everybody. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly related to what was read. 
we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you would press star one, which would unmute you. And once you are done, please tell us that by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 153, the first paragraph that begins with, it may seem incredible. And I'm going to ask Judy Kay to start us off this morning. Good morning, Judy Kay. Good morning, Penny, and thank you so much for your service. This is Judy Kay, recovered by God's miracle in North Carolina. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Wow. To become happy, respected, and useful once more. This has happened to us. It can happen to you. We're in the age of miracles, and my own recovery proves it. This paragraph reminds me of a very important paragraph on page 25. In italics, it says, there is a solution. And it said, but we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. And I find this for myself. I feel as though I'm in a fourth dimension. How on earth would I be able to survive all the things that are going on now in our lives if I wasn't in recovery by God's miracle? And it's because... The simple tools of people who have, have already found recovery were laid at my feet. Doesn't mean I didn't have to work hard. Work very hard, following the steps, following the advice of um, my sponsor and, and people in recovery, and finding a, a good, healthy relationship with my higher power. And it's happened for me. It can happen for anyone. With that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Judy Kay. And now, before I take names of people who would like to share, let me just ask that you remember that we're asking people to limit their frequency of their sharing to every third day so we give uh, everybody who would like to a chance to speak. So with that said, who would like to share on that paragraph? This is Nancy L. from Georgia. Nancy? Okay. 
L. Nancy L. Yes. Who else? Courtney M. Somebody M. Courtney. Courtney M. Yeah. Madeline R. Madeline R. Michael M. Michael M. And who was after Michael? Was it someone from Georgia? From Georgia. And your name again? Kelly S. Would you spell it? Because it's not coming clear to me. Sorry. Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. Oh, Kelly. Okay. Kelly M. S. S. Okay. All right. I have a, a good list here, and thank you. We're going to have Nancy L., Courtney M., Madeline R., Michael M., and Kelly S. And Nancy, would you be our first, um, well, our second chair today, really? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Thank you for your service, and thank you for uh, being on in this room and sharing your experience, strength, and hope. I am Nancy L., and I am recovering, gratefully recovering, compulsive overeater. Um, This paragraph reminded me of the miracle that my God is working on me each day. Um, I have been in a program for six years, uh, but I only have a few months of, of abstinence. And my experience has been I could get a few weeks or a few months, and then I would relapse. Um, I didn't understand why. I thought I was a Christian, and I was praying, and I was doing all this, but my mind was still locked, and I had to come to the point of totally giving up, thinking that I was going to kill myself, with my binge eating and not seeing any other hope until I was able to just turn to my God and say, God, if you don't do this, I can't do it. I'm going to kill myself with pushing food down my esophagus tube. And when I gave up, God stepped in and was able to do something with this disease in my body and in my mind. And I'm grateful for that miracle. Truly, it is a miracle. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all of you. Uh, And I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Nancy L. And Courtney M. Hi, uh, good morning. This is Courtney M., recovering overeater in Southwest Florida. So this is a... This is such a beautiful paragraph. Um, you know, not too long ago, not not too far away in the, in the distant past, the word miracle would make me bristle because it sounded far too, um, I don't know, Bible thumperish. And um, <clears throat> I tended to rebel against anything that sounded even remotely like that. Um, but... I have seen miracles happen in recovery for myself and for others. And um, I was just talking yesterday to a fellow about a miracle that my higher power has worked in my life in my relationships. 
um, because I'm in recovery. Uh, you know, I have a, a, an ex-husband. We share a daughter. And five years ago, we were at each other's throats. We were in court. Yesterday, we had a conversation where it was completely calm and empathetic. And we talked to each other like friends. And that's a miracle. And I know that's because I'm in each other's. Um, and, and I just wanted to share a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes that I actually have as, as a face on my watch now. Um, it came up, it, I was listening to a meditation app the other day, and this quote came up. I love it. And it's from Albert Einstein. He said, there are two ways to live, as if nothing is a miracle or as if everything is. And I think that in recovery, I have the opportunity. and <laughs> I have a little miracle here talking to me. He's telling me I'm a miracle. Um, <laughs> because I'm in recovery, I have an opportunity to see life as if everything is a miracle. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Courtney M. And we have Madeline R. on deck now. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning. This is Madeline R. calling from Pennsylvania Recovered. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Um, it just touched my heart today that it says the age of miracles is still with us, and that's for a lot of reasons occurring in my life today. Though I love that it says the practical answer is that these things have happened among us. They can happen with you. So it doesn't say, you know, the religious part. It doesn't say the spiritual waking part. It doesn't say... Um, you may not believe this, it might be hard to believe it, it says that it's practical because it's proven that these things have happened. And uh, what happened? Rising out of the misery, bad repute, hopelessness, you know. And um, the thing that touches it for me is that the age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. And the reason that really touches me is because when I am guided by my own self, when I get up in the morning and I just start off running through the day and then I set the agenda, where, will I, where would I ever have time to even notice a miracle? Where would I ever have time to even notice a sunrise, notice how the rain looks when it falls on the skylight, um, notice how people are, are bonding together and contacting each other and people in recovery, you know, not skipping a beat because we're not isolating and we're in meetings. Um, it just touched my heart this morning to think that driven by my own power, driven by my own agenda, there are no miracles. Of course not. How could there be? I just run through life. Though when I stop and recognize my powerlessness and remember that a power greater than myself has all power. You know, I don't have the power, but that greater power, you know, that higher power has greater power than me. You know, came to believe in that power, not even not even yours, could be mine, right? And then finally surrendered my will, which for me has to be, you know, on a daily basis, my will in my life, you know? And then of course, begin the work, you know, write it all out, do the four step, share it with somebody, myself, God, another person, you know? And then um, getting into my sixth step, looking at those character defects. And again, not setting up that agenda again, because on my own, those defects are mine and I own them. You know, with daily, you know, I have a daily reprieve based on my step 10, 11, and 12, where for today I choose to live. You know, looking at my selfish, self-centered behavior, my fearful behavior, which is AKA, again, no higher power, relying on finite self, 
you know, and then um, 11, summing it up at all at the end of the day and then trying to give back in little places where I might be able to. So the age of miracles is still with us. Amen. Thank you so much, and I'll pass. Thank you, Madeline R. And Michael M., good morning, Michael. Good morning, and thank you for your service. I am very grateful to say that I have been rocketed into the fourth dimension, and I'm very grateful. I'm a senior, and I'm not feeling well. My phone is broken, so I'm so grateful today it's working. And uh, where I live in on Rockaway Beach Park in New York, I moved from, this is where I was born, I moved from upstate, and I'm so grateful our development is leaving all our seniors two boxes of food a week, which is such an amazing, amazing thing. Because I shop for, I'm I'm 70, and I shop for, I call them the seniors, the 86 and 94-year-olds, two wonderful neighbors. And uh, I can't do that for today. So I'm grateful that we're getting the food. And thank you so much for your service. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Michael. That's nice. We're very grateful for that, for you. And Kelly S., it's your turn. Kelly S. Hi, I'm sorry. This is Kelly S. from Georgia, Compulsive Overeater. Hi, dear. Um, how are you? Um, this is um, what the, what the paragraph really says to me is, in, in my own experience was, you know, I was just so overwhelmed with my compulsions to eat and all of the depression and the plaguing and the misery that I didn't even really understand that I was bringing on myself. And what this says is that, you know, those that are still suffering can see those of us that have come from that, right? I mean, I you know, can stand up and walk among my uh, among people. I I can you know the physical um, recovery is there where I can you know be physical and enjoy and not be plagued by the desire to eat all the time where I was chained to the food. Um, and it you know it, it says here that if you believe that it can happen to us, you can believe that it can happen to you. And I just think that that is such a miracle and that's really how I came in listening to other people who had the same problem that I did and were able to say I can live free from the compulsion and what all that means I mean I enjoy the days I you know can can have relationships with people and know that I'm going to you know based on God's will you know complete a day without ending up back in the food, which is just opened up all kinds of broad horizons. So um, I do believe the age of miracles is still with us if we're honestly willing to open our eyes and see them. So thanks for letting me share, and thank you for your service. Thank you, Kelly. Yes. And before I take another group of names who would like to share, let me remind everybody that we're on page 153, the first paragraph that starts with, it may seem incredible. Now, who else would like to share? Sandy D. Miriam from the Boston area. Miriam. Crystal Pamela B. Crystal. Sandy D. Who was that, B? 
Sandy D. Sandy D. Did you give your Sam- name? Sandy Pamela, D. Pamela B. I've got that. I've got Pamela. Okay, thanks. Okay, so far here's who I have. I think it's Sandy B and then later on Sandy D. You can correct me if that's not right. Then we have Miriam, I think it's Miriam J, Crystal, Pamela, Sandy D. So I'm, I'm going to call on those people. Would If you did not give the initial of your last name, please do so when you share. So is it Sandy B? This is Nancy F. Go ahead. Uh, yes, it's Sandy D, as in delightful. Sandy D. Let's have Nancy F, and then followed by Miriam. Nancy F. Yes, uh, I'm a newcomer, really. I've been doing it for about two weeks now, and I, I like the reading and the sharing. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Nancy. Now, Miriam J. Good morning, friend. Good morning, Penny. This is Miriam J., recovering compulsive overeater from outside of Boston. It's good to hear your voice this morning. Thank you for your service. Um, I this paragraph really strikes uh, close to my heart this morning. I've been in uh, 12-step recovery programs for 30, almost 40 years in OA for off and on for almost as long. And I could get abstinence and I'd lose it. I'd get abstinence and I'd lose it. And a couple of years ago, I, um, I began listening to this meeting. And for the first time, I heard that I could actually recover uh, with abstinence and the working of the 12 steps. And, um, and that has happened. After decades of not being able to get it, I got it. And uh, certainly not on my own, certainly with uh, my higher power, my loving God, and um, the help of people in the program. But I'm sitting here this morning. I've been in my house for almost two months, and I'm abstinent. Uh, That is a miracle. It is just a miracle beyond my conception. Um, With the fear, the stress, the change, um, none of that has 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 brought me to the food because by working these 12 steps and abstaining from my alcoholic foods, I'm not in the food. And I have to tell you, you know, talking to friends and family, I am, I feel so blessed and so grateful because many people are, you know, up to their eyeballs in the food and, and I don't have to be there. Um, it's as I've heard on this line, it's like cardboard. I buy it for my husband. He eats it. I don't need it. I don't want it. It doesn't call me. And if that isn't a miracle, I don't know what is. 
I am so very grateful for each and every person on this line because through you, I heard the hope that made my recovery possible. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you, Miriam J. And next we have Crystal. Good morning, Crystal. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., as in parrot, uh, from uh, Toronto. I'm a compulsive over here. Um, I'm, what I realized is that as I work these steps, I become more clear, and I start to see more clearly the havoc that this disease has wrecked in me and how it has not left one area of me untouched. It has not spared one aspect of me in its devastation. And it's very easy to look at this and think, how can I possibly rise out of this misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? You know, where is the hope here? And the two things, the only two things that help me in that, in that place is, one, to remember that if God has done it before, God will do it again. So if God helped me put down the food, then God will help me put down this character defect also. And the other is to see people who are exactly like me, who think like me, act like me, or who were like me and who are not like God anymore. They have found hope and they have found recovery. And if they could, I could as well. But there, for me, I find that there are two lies that really mess with that, is that when something comes up, it's always that this, this one time, this particular defect is a little too big. It's a little too much, you know, for even God to handle. And what really helps me is to um, go back to all those times I was so sure that this thing was too big for God and God just knocked it out of the park. And then it reminds me, okay, if God did it, then God can do it again. And then the other is to remember that, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll listen to other fellows and be like, okay, that's great for them. It's, it was possible for them, but I'm just a little extra special messed up and that's why it won't work for me. And that, for me, what it reminds me is that this has worked since the 1930s for millions of people. So what's so special about me? I'm not that special. I'm just like everybody else since the 1930s. If it worked for them, it can work for me too. And those are the two things that have helped when I felt hopeless that, you know, that this disease and everything that it has done to me can't be removed. Um, I hope that helps. And thanks for listening. Thank you, Crystal P. And Pamela B. Good morning. Pamela? Well, let's go to Sandy D and then we'll come back to Pamela. Sandy? Uh, good morning. This is Sandy D. Recovered in Central Illinois, and I just really had to claim my seat today because of the line, "The Age of Miracles," and our own recovery proves it. Um, I came in to OA through Vision for You um, a little over 900 days ago maybe 950 days ago. And I can claim that as my day of abstinence to going forward, and that definitely for me is a miracle. But what made me want this program so badly was um, as a newcomer and announcing myself that 950 days ago, 
to hear in the voices of the people that I spoke to the recovery. And, you know, absolutely this morning, it's just like, it's my birthday today. And, but I feel like I was reborn 950 days ago. And today, I'm 67 years old. Now, how can that be? It is absolutely a miracle. But one of the other things that um, God revealed to me today was a reading from one of my other meditation books. And it says, because a thing seems difficult for you, do not think it's impossible for anyone to accomplish. But whatever is possible for another, believe that you, too, are capable of it. So if 950 days ago, somebody at my age could change and could have the freedom that I have and a purpose, a purpose to guide others in this program, a purpose to not feel sorry for myself despite living alone under these circumstances, you know, wow, that is a miracle. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sandy, and happy birthday. Okay, Pamela, are you with us here? Yeah, I am finally. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, my phone dropped a call. I'm sorry about that. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm Pamela, a grateful member of OA and recovered just for today here in Detroit, Michigan, homebound with my puppy. I am so grateful to be here, and what a miracle. You know what? I come from a Christian background, and I tell you what I want to do this morning. I truly want to testify, but this ain't the right arena for that. But let me just tell you exactly what a miracle is for me today. A miracle is or has been in my life that for 14 years, well, before that, let's say 12 years, I was in and out of the rooms. I never left the rooms, but I could never get any um, abstinence for any significant period of time. Um, This is the first time that I've been in program, and uh, I'm walking up on three years by the grace of God that I may get there. I'm also walking up on my 65th birthday where uh, I am healthy. I take no medications. I live alone. I travel worldwide. You know, I do all of these wonderful things today that I used to sit on the sofa with both hands in a cellophane bag trying to figure out how how can I get to uh, Venice, you know, or one day I'm going to do that. Today I'm able to do that. You know, I love this book because it told us right here in the beginning, you know, that um, Bill says here when he saw Ebby, he says, uh, what did he say? Here's a miracle set across from the table from him, basically. That's what he said. He said, here's set a miracle directly across from the table. You know, he says this throughout the book, a miracle. And I find to me that word miracle for me means being able to see things that I cannot see with the natural eye. These are things that are unknown to me, and that's what a miracle is to me. And they manifest, you know, they manifest physically in my life, materialistically, however it comes. But um, I have a new set of glasses, and I can see things today that I've never been able to see. And uh, it says here again on page 65, it just comes. That's the miracle of it. It is a miracle to be on this phone today in spite of the fact that many of us are quarantined and homebound, but we have this connection. We have this connection called a phone. 
These guys didn't have this 80 years ago. What a miracle. What an age of miracle. So I'm not going to complain. I have nothing to complain about. My life today is exactly the way God intended it for, for me to be. And I think it's gotten better because of what I do every day using this program and the 12 steps and you all. So thank you all so much. I appreciate you and have an awesome day. Thank you, Pamela. And now I'm ready for some more names. Who else would like to share on this wonderful paragraph? Anita J. Anita, good morning. Marie from Ireland. Marie, Marie from Ireland, and she'll tell me her initial when she speaks. And who else? Carmela from Toronto. And who's from Toronto? It's Nadia. Nadia? Yes, Carmela G. I got you, Carmela. And Nadia? Who else is Nadia? Tessica from South Florida. Somebody before Maura Z. I had... Some, I didn't know who came before Maura. That's a Q from South Florida. From South Florida. Tell me your name again. Well, I'm just going to put South Florida and she'll know who she is. Beth W. Beth W. Okay. Here's your lineup for this uh, time. Anita J. Marie from Ireland. Carmela. Nadia and Beth W., and Maura Z. And remember, if you didn't tell me or I didn't get your initial of your last name, please tell me when you speak. Anita, good morning. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for calling on me. Uh, this is Anita J., Framingham, Massachusetts, recovered by the grace of God. And the thing is, I'm sitting here eating my oatmeal, (laughs) and I felt God's nudge. Hey, lady, why don't you testify what I did for you? I'm not kidding you. I mean, I'm not saying God wants the credit, but he should have the credit. I mean, people who knew me, you know, and I was always out there in the meetings since 1978, for God's sake. And I used to say I've... I got the insight that um, I wanted to recover, but I wanted one foot on the brakes. It took 36 years before I took both feet off the damn brake. What was I so afraid of? I I don't know. It doesn't. You know, the thing is, now I don't want answers for all that. It's it's now. I'm living in the now, and um, you know, for one brief moment. I binged, not you know. I got I got this recovered in 2014 doing this process. It's not just the process, though, folks, because I did the process in the 90s. But was I abstinent? Never mind entirely. Was I even on and off for three years? And I got good stuff out of it. But did I get rocketed anywhere? No. But when you do it the way it's laid out, in the order and surrender, this was, in 2014, it finally told me, you can't have one. It took 36 years for me to finally realize, you can't have one. And that's been the miracle, even when in January, 
I binged. And I'm not saying they're saying, oh, no, she just had the extra green beans. Oh, God, no. No, they were binges, but not on my bad foods. You know what I mean, my addictive foods. It's the action of it, the action. That's what I wanted. I wanted that. Because you know what? I stopped working the program. Why did I do that? Anyway, I am so grateful I got it back. I'm recovered. You know, you know it when you got it again. And uh, so, God, now, God, are you pleased with me that I just told everybody? And um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening. And I pass. Thank you, Anita. I'm sure God's pleased with you. And Marie, you're next. Hi, Marie. This is, hi, this is Marie S. for Sunshine from Ireland. Um, this is my second Vision for You meeting and my second day abstinent. And I've been in and out of OA for a couple of years, but I, re- I was in relapse and I certainly wasn't happy. I didn't feel respected and I felt utterly useless. Um, I've had no hope at all. And I came back a couple of weeks ago to OA. I've just started with a new sponsor. And the difference, I think, this time is that I'm, I really was hopeless um, enough to become willing and to want what you have. And so that paragraph really describes where I'm at. I'm just really grateful today that you are all here, that I can have this community to come into, that you, we speak the same language. And I'm just so grateful. And I feel like something is different this time. Maybe it's my willingness to submit, but I really, really want this. And I love that this paragraph can tell me that um, I can have this. All I need to be do, to do is to be willing to make use of your experience, the big book. I have a new sponsor who's willing to work with me. I'm on my second day abstinent, which feels great. And uh, I'm just so grateful, and I really want the promises. I think that was what it was. I focused this time on the promises, and I want them. I believe that they're real, and I believe I can have them. And I feel like I'm I'm just getting started, but it, there's something different, and it's really good. I don't feel as hopeless anymore, and I'm just really grateful for you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marie S. And next up is Carmela. Good morning. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Um, this is Carmela Gia, grateful, compulsive overeater, recovered in New York. Um, I needed to speak up because during this uh, virus period, I've received a lot of calls from people just starting. And what was revealed to me throughout this entire month has been how could it be possible that a 67-year-old control freak could end up 175 pounds less and having a great relationship with a power greater than herself every single day for the last six and a half years? This is a miracle, and God was so good to me to allow me because I continued 
Throughout my six decades of life prior to entering this program, to block him and tell him, you stay in that closet. When I need you, I open the door and tell you exactly what I need. Then I close the door again. And I always told him, I got it. You just have to do this. And I had nothing. And today, through working these steps and living in these steps, the peace, the joy, the love that I receive is just so miraculous, let alone all of the physical gifts I've been given. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this miracle with all of you. And I pray we all have a beautiful day. And thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Carmela G. And Nadia, it's your turn now. Good morning, family. It's Nadia calling from Toronto, Canada. And I'm so grateful to be on the line. Um, And for this new day, it's beauty and it's light. I've been in these rooms for 25 years. And I'm one of the lucky ones. I got it. Um, you know, my first meeting, I went home and I experienced an absolute miracle because I didn't want to eat anything. Uh, something definitely shifted. And for me, that is a miracle. I'm a walking miracle recovered today by the grace of God. And this uh, reading today, you know, about the miracle, that's why I had to call. Um, and normally, like, I, I'm, I'm really nervous about speaking because I think that I have to say something amazing. But I've realized through sponsorship that that's not what it's about. It's about um, having a spiritual awakening because we work these steps on a daily basis. And, um, and then I just share my experience, strength, and hope. And... You know, and I'm not here to save anybody. Um, I'm just here to do God's will for today. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nadia. Nadia, what's the initial of your last name, please? Sorry, I missed the question because um, I just unmuted myself. Your initial of your last name, please. Oh, it's E as in Edward. Thank you very much. Okay, and next is Beth W., Hi, good morning. Thanks for calling on me. And I'm breaking the rules because I spoke just a couple of days ago. But I just have to share the miracle of my life. And that is that I am going to attend the wedding of my second son today. And I am sober, I am abstinent, and I can be fully present for this event. There will be just a tiny group of us. Um, It will not be the event that we had planned and hoped for and dreamed of. There won't be our huge gathering of our friends and family. But um, the love and the faith and the, is there, and uh, we are safe and protected in God's care. And, and there will be a wedding today, and there will be the beginning of a new life in marriage. And um, that, that is a miracle, that I can show up and I can be present for my son and his bride. And, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do that without resentment in the past, I would have been all pissed off about what didn't happen, how, how things went awry and 
you know, the world is against us and thinking it was all about me and, and, um, and just, and we are the only ones suffering and, and that's just not the way it is. And instead I can show up and we can, um, we just had so much fun together last night and, and we'll do it again today. So I'm super grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Beth W. And next, Morva Z. Morva? Okay, one more time. Maura, are you there? Hi. Yep, I am. I had to unmute. Thank you, Penny C., for your service. This is Maura Z. Gratefully recovered in Virginia. <clears throat> oh, timer. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm timing you, Maura. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had it set up and then I forgot. Um the practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else? And see, that's the key for me. How free do I want to be? How much do I want this life? How desperate am I to grab hold of this precious gift and not let go? How important is it that I live free from the bondage of the food and the bondage of self? That's what this is about to me. Yes, the age of miracles is still with us. Absolutely. Our own recovery proves that. Absolutely. But if I'm not desperate and dying, I won't grab this with two hands. I won't have that open mind so that I can have new experiences with all the things that I thought I knew, K-N-E-W. I don't K-N-O-W anything other than God has given me this day and I'm breathing and I'm abstinent. And I have 386 other people on the phone with me at the same time from all over the globe, all over the globe. I'm an isolator at my core because of this disease. And I have never, ever been so surrounded or felt so surrounded as I have been of late, which is crazy because we're all isolating. It makes no sense. And that's another piece of it. It doesn't have to make sense to Mora. It doesn't have to make sense to me. It has to make sense to God. It's his plan. It's always been his plan. And all I have to do is the next right thing today. That's all. Put the food in the cups. Make some phone calls. Be a productive member of society. That's all I have to do. One step at a time, one day at a time, one minute at a time if that's what it takes. But I have been granted a gift. I've been graced with his love. This is something you shall not miss. You shouldn't miss it. You grab hold with two hands and don't let go. You put one hand in the hand of your sponsor, you put the other hand in the hand of God, and you are fine. Just follow the directions. I had to just shut the bleep up. I had to shut up, and I had to pay attention, and I had to do the work. And that's what it's all about. It's doing the work. But the, the, the gift of the work is indescribable. So it's a miracle. 
And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maura Z. And now we have time for one, one three-minute share. And I'm going to ask if anyone's, you know, never never shared before, if you need a special. Linda D. Who is this? Linda D. Linda D. Okay, go, Linda. Well, well. Hmm. I'm a miracle, and why should you care? Because if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm recovered for like six years and a few months, and I've been in program uh, almost 40 years. And what has that got to do with you? Everything. If I can do it, you can do it, because these steps work. Because you know why? Something I didn't know. I was an atheist, and I found out that a dogma aside, whether that's right for you or not, it wasn't right for me, this force shows up and experience doing all the things that you've heard people say, doing that no matter what, because I don't want to die this ugly, ugly death that almost killed me repeatedly. Doing that and the the love and the safety I wanted as a very small child, it's here. It's here every single day if I turn away from fear and turn to the intuitive, which is within, which I had no idea, absolutely no idea that it was there. It's there, whatever you call it, he, she, it, whatever you call it, if I can get it, you can get it. Please give this a shot because absolutely it's incredible it's fabulous and it works i pass thank you very much linda d and i find that we have time for a two-minute share who would like to take that tessa q from south florida susan h i've got somebody q what's your first name please tessa t-e-s-s-a i thought so okay go ahead tessa two minutes Thank you so much, moderator. Thank you for your service. And um, I want to wish the other birthday girl happy birthday. It's my belly button birthday today, so it's a real honor to uh, come out of a life of ill repute. Um, And how did I get there? Um, I came out of relapse realizing where I was exactly because I knew this disease because I had 15 years of abstinence, but that didn't protect me when I got dry. But I came back. And I got involved and I did service. And joining Vision was one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life because it taught me about the miracle of the big book. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for letting me share and happy birthday to our other birthday girl. And happy birthday to you, Tessa. Two birthdays today. That's good. Okay. Um, So I want to thank everybody who shared today, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for for this meeting that's just passed, today being April 24th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 14,499. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. And we're going to have Susan H. read that for us, that our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. This is Susan H., compulsive, recovered, compulsive overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.